mom knocks on my door and says, uh, your dad just found something on your computer. They lost it. They took me to church. They got me exercise because they thought I was possessed really? by a gay demon. I had this like fair warrior sitting in front of me. My mom and dad were standing behind her looking at me. I had to list every person I've ever had a sexual encounter with. I was so confused after the whole thing went down because was I straight now? Like, I had to go through therapy and I was oh on a track to go to straight camp. I uh, was meeting with these pastors and he was like, in a homosexual relationship, you'll never find success. You'll never find love. And I uh, stopped him and I went upstairs and I packed my car. I said, I can't do this anymore. It was the most humiliating, awful thing of my life ever. Now, I have a wonderful fiance. We have a beautiful life together. Things are going really great in my life, and I didn't have to compromise or change for someone's small-minded view. But it was a journey. So this clip um, actually comes right before Wiggate and um, what you're probably expecting us to be talking a lot about this episode. Right. Um, but we just figured we are Marys. We're going to go in. Yeah. But we just felt this story... Very important. A little bit eclipsed this episode. Oh, I think it was eclipsed, and not for any bad reason. No. But like there, this is the. You know, it's interesting when you're a, a podcaster or even friends talking about this. There's so many hanging fruits. Yeah. To start a conversation, um, that's going to be our conversation starter. Actually, in nuance. Yeah. Um, in our next episode, uh, and we also. Um, well, our bonus episode. Don't worry. It's, our, yes. it's out right now as yes. you're listening. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but our uh, we. This past weekend, we recorded a crossover episode with Grizzly Kiki. That's right. We did. Yeah. We did. We uh, we love this episode so much. Right. We talked about it twice. Yeah. Um, and so that was, you know what I liked? Because we recorded that a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, and I'd only really seen the episode once. And right. so there was a, a little bit of hot takes. And mm -hmm. now I've gotten a chance to really digest everything. Yeah. Kind of read social media. Right. Get a sense of what those queens are saying now. So I think... If you have listened to Grizzly Kiki already, I think everything we're going to talk about today will still be fresh. Sure. Um, but is worth listening to both. Oh, my God. We had such a good time. Oh, with my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was also just like from when we started to like, we, you know, the, we would talk. About, oh, yeah. Grizzly Kiki. Oh, they're yeah. like they're, they're like the players in the field. Sure. They've been doing this. Sure. And then we're like on Grizzly Kiki. Yeah. Oh, um, my God. It was so cool. And they were like the nicest people. Oh, like, my God. That was, you know, that's I think the best part is when you meet people and they're like super nice and easy to talk to. Anybody that offers me coconut water that's like homemade. Yeah, coconut I'm like milk. Mama. Oh, coconut milk. I'm just yeah. like, all right. All right. Like, all right. So that's all it all takes, right, Marys. You offer me a little coconut milk and you got him <laughs> in the palm of your hand. Um, but of course, all of this uh, is just a preface because we, we know from you guys tweeting us and whatnot of like, there were two things you want to hear about this episode. Right. One of them is Air Guitar and trust us, Mary, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> trust, trust and believe. Oh, at all. Oh, at all. But we're also going to very much uh, uh, give due, due time to the Vixen. Air guitar three times in one lip sync. I could not believe it. Oh. <laughs> I felt very attacked. <laughs> well, anyway, um, so yeah, this clip of the week, uh, it, it did kind of get hidden by the other drama. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's, it's worth having a clip of the week and just having its own special moment because um, as Monique Hart said uh, later on after this, is like it's so beautiful to see vulnerability 
not only on TV, but on a show where these queens come in with these with big makeup, big mm-hmm. hair, big personalities. Yeah. But then we're also able to see what's underneath and and kind of why they are the way they are, where they've come from. Yeah. And it's just another chance for fans to really connect with their stories. Yeah. And this one in particular is one that is all too common. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a matron episode about uh, but I'm a cheerleader which is about gay conversion therapy right and uh, all of those feelings kind of get brought up with this because mm-hmm. it, it is it is abusive yeah I mean and it's and it's incredibly common I mean I listening to this story I mean we we didn't include it in the clip of the week but you know Monet Monet has a talking head about like trying to imagine this experience because she just didn't have this with her own parents right and neither did I I did not have anything like this with my parents um, which I'm very grateful about but you know when I was watching this and I was thinking there's so many people out there right now watching this going through this right now oh yeah and like they're watching it and going through it yeah and I thought oh this is like it you know for in terms of like a quote-unquote social justice corner I thought oh hitting the nail on the head in terms of topics to be covering this season and, right. and the fact I mean it's kind of heartbreaking this is still an incredibly relevant topic oh sure to me it fe- from my own experience and upbringing and the world I came up in it feels very antiquated right you know I mean I went to Catholic school but that's about the extent of like sure repressive beliefs yeah um, but the fact that like this is modern to people oh yeah it's still happening yeah you know when when Dusty starts the story with uh, my mom knocked on my door mm-hmm. I was like how many of these stories Start with that knock on mm-hmm. the door. Now that because obviously it's closed, with. right? Yeah. Obviously it's closed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. When you're a gay teen, even just a teen, mm-hmm. the knock on the door. My knock on the door. My dad caught me um, tape recording a move, an HBO movie called um, Common Ground. Uh, it's like a movie about you know gay rights, gay movements. Oh, okay. And um, so yeah. it was just like a documentary. It was just like uh, a... so. It was no, it was scripted, but it wasn't like it wasn't. You weren't just. It wasn't like an episode of Oz. No, you weren't no. recording it for oh, male nudity. No, no, no. There was no yeah. male nudity. Okay, there was no yeah. male butts. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So he and he brought me into his room. Um, because my parents have separate bedrooms. Mm. Um, <laughs> and he how romantic! Me, he brought me into his room, and he's and he sat me down, and he he told me how we do not believe in homosexuality in this family, and how uh, this is wrong, and it's not right. And he doesn't understand why I'm recording it. And I made up this excuse like, oh, I'm recording it for my friend Iris. And I threw her under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, who sadly was also, she was sent away to a camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know did that. Did you know that? No. Iris? Yeah, wow. she was sent away soft, uh, freshman year. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, but anyway, so uh, yeah. And he, he sat me down. He's like, this isn't right. This is not mm. what we do. This, we don't believe in this. Wow. And, you know, from then on, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can't. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I'm not going to mention anything. Um, yeah. And I finally came out to him after college. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, we, we I, I really related to that part of the story mm-hmm. of the knock on the door, doomsday, uh, awkward conversation. Yeah. But um, the, the story that followed here with Dusty is uh, is. Uh, it, She's describing violence. She's describing emotional trauma um, that she's had to work through, that she's probably still working through. And Mm -hmm. thank God, yes, it's not that it got better. It's that she got better at it and she figured out how to deal with it. Yeah. Well, and I think that there's something very, um, very scary and very brave about pursuing a life that you've been told 
in your formative years is going to lead you to um, sadness and to failure. Right. And and with no empirical evidence otherwise, yeah. she still packed up her car and said, well, I'm going to do it anyway because right. it still feels right. It's their loss. You yeah. know, RuPaul says it. Like, we get to choose our families. And it's absolutely true. And mm-hmm. it's their loss. Yeah. If they do not want to talk to you, that is on them Mm -hmm. that they raised a child and then no longer want to speak to them because of who they choose to love not even choose to love because of who they want to love like that's uh, it's so sad to me Mm -hmm. and then it's so common yeah well and i think about what asia was saying i guess it was the last episode when she may be in and talked when she was saying to monique that that idea she had that there has to be a level of respect the parent has when they see their child come into their own and of course i mean that's with the caveat that there's lots of things that can come in the way of that but you think about dusty you think about this this you know this artist who's now on national television um sharing his story and his art and and his message and and being a role model for people and being like a message of hope for people and i think yeah the biggest loss is his parents like because the amount of pride and respect that any sort of clear-eyed parent could have for Dusty, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's his parents' loss. Right. Because what he's doing is just, not only is he on TV, which we all, you know, it's like, oh, wow, you're on TV, but like on TV and like inspiring people. Right. You and know? to also quote Monique, like to, to get lost in that sadness and that rejection would be a hindrance to his greatness. Mm-hmm. Right. And I... It's so hard to overcome that, but to push through and to really persevere mm-hmm. uh, and to to follow what you know is right and and uh, and to believe in that, I, it it takes a lot of guts. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's really beautiful to see. Yeah, and I think between this <clears throat> and a lot of what we saw from Dusty and Untucked, um, I, what we're really kind of seeing this first few episodes is a, as another example of an adult in the room and the reason why she's an adult in the room sure you know we talk about asia being like i think she's like the adult Ugh. in the room of the series sure. you know what i mean of the sure. whole series sure um and and i think we're gonna get more of the story of why and how she's become that you know what i mean sure and i think we're seeing why dusty is so clear-eyed and um is so kind of present about like when we talk about the whole aquaria thing later um why her perspective is so clear mm. and so grounded and it's like you can just see this as somebody who's had to like navigate a lot and has had to figure out a lot she's earned her place as an adult in the room yeah you know i mean one of the other things i liked about this being featured um on the main episode is that uh it was juxtaposed with monet and blair's experience uh with religion Mm -hmm. because we can say what we want about religion you can have your own religious beliefs and there are some religions and some people that take religion to a very very dark place and really? I've never <laughs> heard of that. And there are some people that take religion and use it for themselves and use it to to lift people up and lift themselves up and mm-hmm. it's their own personal faith. Um, and what I loved how Monet was like, you know, we should we can all just go to my church dressed in drag and they'd love it. Yeah. And and it oh, I liked that there were two or even three separate stories mm-hmm. about religion in people's lives mm-hmm. because it's not just if you're religious you're fucked, you right, know? Right. Well, and and one of the things that Dusty says is, you know, he says, you know, I do believe in God. Yeah. Because I, I cried out for help and, and he, I he wanted it. a change. Yeah. yeah I, I needed a change. I needed something to happen and, and life shifted. And, you know, God is a, God is just a word. Like right. you can call it whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I call it the universe. Uh-huh. You know, you can call it whatever I call the hell it you the want. Self. Yeah. yeah. And it's all the same idea. None of us are qualified to know any more than anyone else what it really is. We're all just guessing. Well, 
Nope. I kind of know. Oh, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you Rup- do? The Gospel of RuPaul oh, song. Oh, is, is the UFO coming? <laughs> Should I get my Nikes on and drink this Kool-Aid? Oh, my God. I love Nikes. Yeah, I love Nikes. <laughs> um, just do it. Just drink the Kool-Aid. Um, so, uh, you know, we're all just taking guesses here on what what's the driving force anyway. Um, but I think... To see that, you know, that example that you can not just be a drag queen, but you can be gay, you can be queer, and you can still have faith. Right. Because, I mean, I know I went to Catholic school and the whole idea of religion, when I hear God or Jesus, whatever, like, it's hard to not have an immediate reaction. I've, right. I've, oh I've fused that with a bunch of other ideas yeah. um, that don't work for me. Yeah. You know, it. Uh, I remember in college and even post-college when I found out that somebody was religious or went to church, mm-hmm. I painted them in a certain way and was like enemy. And granted, mm-hmm. that might be on them to prove to me that they're not, but it's also on me to be open and be like, okay, maybe they're not. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I can't just judge them for being God fearing people that go to church every Sunday. It's like, well, some people need that. Yeah. I watch Drag Race every Thursday. So yeah. it's like, it's, you know, it's a similar kind of, I, you know, I'm looking for some sort of guidance. It's a, it's a habit of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and recognizing that, that religion for a lot of people is so much more than, than the examples, the extreme examples we see of these people who look at a couple of weirdly translated lines in a book and have decided right. that this is this is the ultimate truth right you know religion is you know it's a source of community it's a source of structure it's yep. a source of values and meaning yep um and i get all of that and i i think there's tremendous value in that i mean community immediately but it's up to us to recognize when that community is in some ways oppressing us Darn, and not yeah. letting us express ourselves. I know that, uh, you know, I, I was very fortunate in the Catholic church that I was brought up in. I had a gay priest mm-hmm. who, um, he didn't act on it as far yeah. as I know. I say there's a lot of gay priests. And yeah. um, he uh, would was very outspoken about his work as uh, a buddy mm-hmm. uh, where he uh, did work with uh, AIDS patients mm-hmm. and was constantly, constantly talking about uh, his work mm-hmm. uh, with, with that community. And to to have a, a leader, quote unquote, in the community for little gay kids that are forced to go to confirmation every year Ugh. was was really positive. Yeah. Um, he left, I think, after six years because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, priests move on. It's yeah. like teachers. Right. Um, but I, I yeah, it, it felt good to, mm-hmm. to have that type of leader where I could be like, oh, OK, you you can make sense of this book that other people are probably picking and choosing from. Right. Right. Cause I mean like we don't have to get into the Bible, but it's like, there's, you know, there's a, there's a couple of passages that people use as their examples of why homosexuality is a sin. Yeah. And those passages sit next to other passages that are just as illogical. Right. I mean, and you know, I think there's a clip of the week that leaked for next week, uh, that Asia talks about the mm-hmm. hypocrisy yeah. of religion mm-hmm. that, that we'll probably talk about. Next right. Week. Right. Right. It's yeah. like, you know, you're supposed to, you know, stoning women who are, you know, on their period and not eating shrimp. And right. it's like, girl, like I see a lot of people on their cycle at Red Lobster not getting stoned. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know not that I, mean? I know they're on their cycle, but one has to assume <laughs> there's so many red lobsters and so many people that that it's happened. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway. So, uh, yeah, no, I I, uh, I just want to say to our Marys that this clip of the week is is one that that hits home to us and is important to highlight because yeah. of the other really important conversations that we're having. So mm-hmm. um, if you have any thoughts on 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 religion and your experience with it, like express yourselves, you know, yeah. talk, talk yeah. about it with people, you know, talk about it. 
uh, with with us uh, via email. Um, you know, we're here to listen. Yeah, all right, Mary Podcast at gmail dot com. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> Well, we should tell our Marys what they're uh, listening to. <laughs> if that wasn't a hint, then of course, uh, let me spell it out for you. You are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. Ah, a spider, a spider. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I know I'm queening out. <laughs> she is queening out, um, which is, of course, which would must mean it is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul's created with this little bitty bitty TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And we are continuing our recap of season 10 today with Tap That App. The marketing challenge. <laughs> um, tap that app. Tap that app. Um, now, of course, as we mentioned earlier, we uh, we were lucky enough to be featured on Grizzly Kiki's episode yeah. uh, recapping this. And so whether you're listening to this first or that first... Um, if you're listening to that first, you're not listening to this right now. So welcome to All Right, Mary. Um, <laughs> I think you should be listening to both. Um, oh, it was a great discussion. And uh, I think our conversations went into different places because they come at Drag Race from a very experienced, very kind of like um, drag-centric place. Right, right. And we come at it from an Andy Sachs kind of place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it makes you think I don't know anything about fashion. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, look at what you're wearing. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Emilys and we're the yeah. Andreas. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're the onion bagels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, yeah. yes, they're the the cube of cheese. Right, right. Yeah. And uh yeah, we're a chunky blue sweater. Yeah. <laughs> Lumpy blue. <laughs> Same difference. Um so uh Cerulean, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think we need a jacket here. <laughs> Um, so should we, we should, we should dive in. Yeah, we should get in, in this um, episode. Uh, there's a lot that happened in this episode. A lot of things that I loved. Um, the mini challenge for sure, mm -hmm. uh, was one that, uh, just spoke to me. Um, I, I had a question and this will probably go lead into the mini challenge, but really the whole episode is before we get into it, uh, the vixen is is talking about Monique the way that the queens would talk about Chanel of like the, uh, she, Monique thinks she should have won every challenge so far. It's like, well, girl, there've been two challenges, like, right, and she should have. Um, yep. But uh, she says, you know, basically, it's like, well, Monique, if like if you're not getting what you think you should get, then like step your pussy up. Sure. And so I ask at the outset because I think this is a running thing this episode and potentially this season. Does Monique need to step her pussy up? I don't know what she's got to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, if if we're going to take that first runway as an example, it's like Yua was in the top. I know. Yua was in the top? Yeah. And so I'm just like, I, I, do, I don't know what else she has to do. I know maybe in this particular challenge, sure, she might not have been the strongest. Mm -hmm. I maybe not i mean right. i i think i would have put dusty above her i thought dusty should oh, have yeah. been the top mm -hmm. um but i yeah i'm not i'm not too sure yeah. even her runway was phenomenal yeah. the only thing i think she could have done differently i think that those little cushiony boobs were probably not a maxi challenge boob okay those right. are a mini challenge sure boob. oh i see what that's you're saying. all i'd say but like but we'll get into that mini challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think also to answer your question, like, what does she have to do to step her pussy up? You know, it's interesting because we also, I think you agree that Vixen probably should, the Vixen shouldn't have won the last challenge. Yeah. Just because she was the leader. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't feel like her performance was so great right. that it was like, oh, well, and she was also, I mean, she was good in the challenge, but I feel like, I don't know who I would have expected to win. The last challenge. Yeah. 
I mean, Dusty, right? I guess so. I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking of who was on the stage, you know, yeah. of that team. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess... But, like, that should have also been judged, perhaps, individually, because it yeah. seemed like such an individual challenge. Yeah. Was Do you remember if um, Glamazonian Airways was judged individually? No, that was because... It was it, teams? It was, uh, it was teams, yeah, because I think... Oh, I can't remember and now. And then Pitch Perfect? I can't remember now. Actually, that's a good question. If those, because that's always an interesting thing, is there's these challenges where you expect to be judged by teams, right? And you wonder, like this one. but you wonder if they make the decision to judge individually once they see the the performances. I, I that has to be. They're like, it. oh, but we, but this girl's on this team and this girl's on that team, right? There's also yeah. the idea of like if we're considering the producer hand, which I know is controversial, but if we're considering that, which is a real consideration, it's like, oh, maybe the queens didn't pick the way that we wanted them to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that if things worked out, maybe because you always. Was on a very strong team Yeah If things worked out The way that they expected Or the way they wanted There would probably be a team That was a clear winner And everyone was safe Right And then a team that was uh, Just safe And then they could have Just had one team To narrow it down Exactly yeah. um, But I mean Not to jump ahead But we talked about this With Grizzly Kiki That all of them Were kind of uneven Yeah So it yeah. makes sense You know But I, I would I was also challenged That uh, in the last episode It was also uneven Yeah yeah. Um, yeah. There I, wasn't one team that was better. It was so individual. I didn't see any cohesion in terms of the the, the groups. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, I you that. know, in in that sense, I think it's weird that they made the Vix. Maybe I, I don't know. There's no way for them to see that this was coming. But uh, sure, they 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 made the group leader the winner. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 that's how she won. And she's yeah. uh, she's on this kind of high of like, oh, I'm doing really well. Right. And I'm like, well, are you? Yeah. I mean, she's doing well, but is she doing as well as Monique? Yeah. Well, I feel like early on in the season, I feel like when you win early in the season, that's it's that's it's taking a claim. It's Mary. different. It's it's basically like, oh, we're getting a sense of who the who the contenders are. Yeah. It's not always accurate. Right. It doesn't it's necessarily, it, you know, a queen who wins the first challenge does not necessarily go on to, you know, win the whole season or sure. even go far. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, in in this early stage where they're all kind of feeling each other out. I mean, out, Nina Monina Brown, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when they're all feeling each other out, it's like, you know, a win kind of makes you stand out. And so, yeah, the mm -hmm. Vixen's going to feel that, especially she won and she's been a thorny personality. You oh, know what I mean? So she's, she, and she, thank God she stuck around. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's got a lot to say. She's, there's, mm -hmm. a, there's a fight in her. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like what Cracker said in Untucked. It's like, you know, it'd be a different thing if you were stupid. You know what I mean? Like, right. you're smart. Yeah. And you're also, like, starting stuff. So it's kind of, it's like a Bianca. It's like, even when she's a little tough on people, it's like, you can't really argue with her because she's also she's right. She's also right. Yeah. And she's also killing the competition. Yeah. I don't know if the Vixen's killing it the way Bianca was. But at this stage in the game, she's a front runner. Oh, yeah. Based on track record. But, but for me, in my head, and... I think in the fans' head, Monique is also a front runner and hasn't won anything mm -hmm. except for maybe this mini challenge. Oh, in my point of view, I, I, the Vixen's not a, like a top three for me. Monique, absolutely is. Yes, yeah. yeah, or yeah. at least should be. God, I just loved everything she said in this episode, including yeah. the spider rant. Oh yeah, <laughs> including her in the mini challenge. Oh, the mini challenge. So we should we should yeah. move on from these uh, these pontifications. Sure. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I. I had some notes on some of them, you know, the kind of watching it again a few times, kind of finding the nuances. Um, I felt like, and I felt this way, I think, last week as well, 
that Miss Cracker seemed unsure of how to approach this challenge. Oh. I think I keep expecting her to be more in her element with stuff like this, and she doesn't seem to be, and I'm wondering what's happening. I think um, Cracker is great when she uh, creates her own script. I see. Okay. And this script, while unscripted, was still guided by RuPaul's commentary. Mm -hmm. So it'd be interesting to see her in Snatch Game where she has to take the bones, you know, and she has to start it. That's a good point. I'd love to see. I I hope. I mean, I'm sure she'll make Snatch Game. Yeah. But that's a good dichotomy is like, does she need to be in control? Right. To really like. Get right. things going. And I feel like Mo- Monet is the same same way. I could see that. Um, yeah. Monet came into this mini challenge. I mean, she was hilarious. Oh my god. Oh yeah. god. It was um, just it was such a She was serving me like airplane uh, airplane like the the jiggling boobs. Oh yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was such a it was such a great idea of like she didn't have to worry about what she had to do in the moment because she had this character. Yeah. So kind of anything she did, I mean, a lot of these queens, I think Monique the same way. Sure. Anything they do is going to be funny. Right. Because they have a character. I mean, Mayhem killed me because she just kept going with the meow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I was, you know... I'm expecting a little more from Mayhem. Okay. I mean, we got it in this lip sync. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm... I'm expecting more from her. I'm expecting more from Cracker. I guess, and that's what I'm feeling in this challenge. Um, We don't see much of Dusty, but I feel like she got it. She got it. She mm-hmm. yeah yeah. It was funny. When, she, she she spoke with her mouth open. Right? Yeah, when she's like, "I love nuts in my mouth." Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you watch the original Calvin Klein ads that this is based on, Mary's. If you don't know, this is all uh, referencing back to these like bands Calvin Klein ads from the nineties. Um, if you search bands Calvin Klein, they're ads, really really risky and offensive. Some of them are underage actors. Yeah. Uh, very very uncomfortable. And there's some controversy behind the scenes. I think um, Bijou Phillips was one of them, and I think she said there was some shady shit going on, or oh. with the guy who was doing the, um, the the kind of whatever role RuPaul, directing. yeah, directing that the photographer that sure. he was kind of a creep. I don't know the whole story. Um, that's a whole other thing to talk yeah. about those commercials because right. there's an intentionality to it. You know, one thing to also discuss about this particular mini challenge and the idea of season 10 as being a reference to the whole series. I mean, we have seen this challenge before. I think we mentioned this in Grizzly Kiki that the uh, season six mm-hmm. finale challenge when the famous quote, it bears repeating. Yes. When RuPaul is egging on these these girls and as the cameraman. You know? mm-hmm. Oh yeah, twerk sure. it, twerk it, twerk it. Yeah. yeah, it's the same concept, it's the same idea. Yeah. I think you know, it's a, that whole scene in Fame. It's all of that. Irene Cara. Yeah, yeah it's all of yeah. that. Um, oh, I did love. I really did love Blair in this because I think that she chose a, a really interesting character, and she she told a whole story with that character because it was this like, oh yeah, this 1960s right off the bus innocent yeah. girl. Like she got it. She totally got it, and it was not what I was, what I was expecting. You know, with the tap dancing, and then when she like leaned against the ladder. I mean, it was just. Uh, I thought Blair was great in this challenge. I mean, Monique was the best one for me. Oh my god! With Do you want accent. something delicious? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want something? I mean, and the skirt and the booties. Yes, just, yes. <laughs> the big old the skirt. boobs. It was. It was. It was. It was fast drag. Yeah, which I thought was perfectly done, mm-hmm. and then licking the chocolate bar. I yeah. mean, just committing to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Monique was, I could have watched her all day. Yeah. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, I also thought Asia was, first of all, Asia looked so right? fucking good. Right? Those glasses, that hair, that uh, dress, it all came together perfectly. She's so good. She's so good. And then when she like drops the wrapper <laughs> on the floor and she's like, 
oh, was I not supposed to? I'll clean it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> Asia really, it took me a couple episodes, but this episode I was like, oh, right. Asia. You know who I don't remember is Eureka. Yeah, she had that whole invisible wall thing. Oh, right. That was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and Yuha's was, was kind of. Oh, it whole, was one of those. Um, drink soy milk. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a Margaret Cho joke. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Drink soy milk. It's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a, like a, like a grocery store ad. Sure. In, mm-hmm. you know, uh, China or right. Korea or Japan, you know. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, and she did it in a different uh, language. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was clever. Yeah, um, I you know I really I liked this mini challenge. I thought this was fun. Yeah, you know, no, it showcased all of them. Much like I like the um, the Andy Warhol mini challenge. Yeah, where it all they all turned out good. Yeah, they all turned out good, and yeah. it was yeah, it was just the the result was going to be creative and interesting no matter what you did. Right, yeah. right, right. And yeah. then the the picking of the winner I think was uh, as much is the case with mm-hmm. these mini challenges. They picked who they needed to pick. Yeah, they did, and and it was fair. I mean, granted, you know, yeah, they Dust, Dusty they, they, could have done a bunch of other things we didn't see, right? Yeah. They, but, but they didn't pick, uh, you know, Eureka, right? Yeah, right, right, sure. Over, you know, Dusty, right? yeah, mm-hmm. or not Dusty, Moni, sorry, Moni, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, of course, we get to this, you know, the maxi challenge, which is, you know, uh, as RuPaul says, marketing. Did we hear? I'm sorry to stop you, but did we hear? Is this when some of the wig gate started? No, not yet. Was that? Oh, that was it's after. after. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have all the notes on. Got that. it. I Thanks, took, Mary. I took point by point on that moment. All right. Yeah. Um, but as Rue describes it, they're marketing new, emerging, breakthrough dating apps. It's like choose one, guys. Right. We, right. Just choose new, one. New, emerging. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she was sick, Colin. She, yeah, she was clearly. Yeah, she was clearly had vanity fever. I wonder if she's gonna be sick this next episode because like sickness doesn't just like go away. Yeah, but, I don't you know because yeah, they they probably film. They probably, I think they film like two episodes a week, maybe. I thought it was like every three days, every two days. Well, I think more or less. That's you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think more. Or less. I I could see Rue doing two episodes worth of content a week. Okay. I could see her being like, yeah, that's enough, and then getting in her little red BMW and driving home. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, so we've talked about this with Grizzly Kiki, and I'll try not to keep saying that. It's just, you know, I well, just. Well, we did. We, we talked about but, it. But we did. Yeah. Um, but it does bear repeating. That yeah. I think we came to the conclusion that these app ideas were just not clever ideas. And I it's mean, not on the teams, it's, it's no, on the writers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, really, guys? Mm-hmm. This is, or people, this is what you found out? You yeah. know, this is what you came up with? They can't, They felt like just like dinner party jokes. Like not things you create a skit it on. It seemed like they were spitballing in the yes. writers' room, yes. and they were like, "We have to get this done." Okay, boom, boom, boom. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. Right. And they didn't consider any of the buzzword nuance mm. optics yes. of some of them, yeah, uh, which we talked about earlier. But uh, just the idea of Madame Butterface, like it's a fucked up term, right? Yeah. Like it's a really fucked up term. And mm-hmm. I get that, you know, maybe they're trying to subvert it. They're trying to like spin the positive to it, but you know, but how they. There wasn't. There's there was. There was no. It. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was violent. I think it was just like, like. Well, that term is. I mean, I just, I don't. I think violence is an extreme explanation for it. I think it's just. It, I think it's. I think of it the same way I think of RuPaul's interview in The Guardian. It's just like, oh, grow up. Like, we've moved on from this. This right. was, might be funny 10 years ago, but like, we've advanced. Sure. You know, like, yeah. it just do better. Yeah. Make better choices. Right. You know what I mean? I get it. Choices. Um, so, anyway, I. 
I came up with a list of alternative apps that they could have done for this mini challenge. Well, all right, Mary. Um, and I'd love to hear other Marys kind of chime in with some other ideas mm-hmm. for these these apps that kind of satirize uh, bad things in the gay community or just the dating community mm-hmm. online in general. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, as as a friend to many straight women that are single in New York City, um, dating online is awful. I would Not just for gay people. No. Dating online for women is awful because there are so many fucking assholes out there. I'd never want to be a straight woman in New York. It's they, single these dating. These men are terrible. Ugh. And I and and we know there's exceptions out there, but like even our straight male Marys out there know you guys know better than anyone else. There's right. some garbage cans out there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about you. Right. So You're great. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of us. Yeah. So um so I have some and then you know, maybe you can you can you can boot or toot them. Okay, sure, uh, sure. But or- the first one we kind of came up with with Grizzly Kiki was uh for uh, a dating community that has gone through plastic surgery and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. The dating app is called Botched. I, which is a toot for me. Yes. I think I and I can't believe so, RuPaul loves right. plastic surgery. I can't believe they didn't do that. Yeah, there's an underserved community, right? Yeah. I mean, you could do the whole thing of like revealing the bandages to show who <laughs> they like. You know what I mean? Like the seat meeting each other the first time is, right. re- is taking their bandages off. Yeah. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what am I doing here? What am I doing here, here Jeff? Jeff. Yeah, I should exactly. be out there. Um, the next one I had is called Mask Smack, and it's for. Uh, uh, gay men that are uh, quote unquote mask and are only looking for other mask, but at the same time, like, are clearly hiding all of their insecurities, are putting on the mask drag mm-hmm. and acting too tough. Like, in their profile, it's all about them playing football and being into sports and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you meet them in person and they're, you know, a designer that loves, you know, beautiful things and, and mm-hmm. actually watches Survivor all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's also scruff but um <laughs> you know uh and it's and it's let's be fair yeah um yeah. i mean that's it's a lot of what's hiding behind bare face uh-huh. and i'm just like girl just be yourself yeah just be, just be yourself. i think rupaul says this episode in the deliberate and i don't want to jump far ahead but i just i love that he says this and, it, and it, it struck me for some reason even though i've heard it before of like RuPaul says in the critiques, you live long enough on this planet and you realize just do you. Right. And it's like, oh God, it's so fucking simple, yeah. isn't it? It's that simple. It's that it click really your heels is. three times, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. But anyway. So mask smack. Yeah. Um, they could have done basic, B-A-E sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's for uh, people that are basic, that mm-hmm. uh, like to have fun, hang out with their friends, they like to travel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They so, love red wine. Yeah. This is like a rebranding of OKQ. Okay, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's like I love to go out, but I also love to stay in. <laughs> so, so, oh uh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's like yeah. oh, I, I really like horror movies and I love funny movies. Right. I just like movies. I just really like movies. <laughs> I and you know people who love you know well this is a big thing on the gay apps but like the gym isn't an interest. <laughs> it's an activity. It's a it's a form oh, of self care. It's, it's a it's a drag, Mary. To say that you like going to the gym, I know it's it's coding for it's like coding. it's coding for like I don't no, want to date you if you're fat. No fats. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Mary. Yep. Whenever I see guys who are like, um, you know, my, work out four times a week, yeah. five times a week. I'm my, like, okay. my type is open, but prefer guys who are active. It's like active. Well, I walk to the train, sure, and then I get off the train and I walk to my office, right? But like. 
oh, you want me to go to SoulCycle. Do you Got want it. me to actively go to McDonald's or right. inactively go to McDonald's? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like I am actively ordering takeout on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Yeah, I just like uh, I, d- describe active. Yeah, right. And for God's sake, and this was huge in California, but is hiking a euphemism that I don't get? Because everybody's into hiking. Well, if you live in Sacramento, in the sack, right? It's, aren't you surrounded by beauty? You're not, not, not hiking beauty. But like this was every, I mean. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, hiking, hiking beauty. beauty. Yeah. <laughs> She's all terrain mama. <laughs> She's subterranean. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, she's got pebbles in her shoe and she knows how to use them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I oh, just fill up this canteen. <laughs> <laughs> Make it potable, mama. <laughs> I don't even know where we're going oh, with this, but God. anyway. <laughs> Leave no trace. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Curb your dog. <laughs> Don't even know. All right, all right, hiking yeah. beauty. My cords are all my my mic and my headphone are all wrapped up in oh, each other. There we go. The best. Oh yeah, feeling. bondage. Um, anyway. So my other one was mansplay, mm-hmm. and this is for mansplainers and the women who love to be told what they're doing wrong. Yeah, I mean that one. Couldn't you just satirize the fuck out of those assholes? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you'd, you'd have to you'd have to be real smart. You know what I mean? Right. It's like if you're gonna do that one, yeah, you have to make it very clear. That like you're in on the joke. Yeah. You know oh I mean? yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then fumble, um, mm-hmm. a kind of a play on bumble. Fumble is for sporty guys who have no game and the girls that will do all the work for them. So tell me about that one. <laughs> I'm gonna marry out on that one a little. So I'm thinking about uh, these are sporty guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I one of the most common. Uh, complaints I hear from many of my straight female friends is that they go out with a guy who's like, you know, in a sports and likes this, and like this, but like does not know how to give a compliment, doesn't know how to engage in a conversation, ask questions, isn't a good listener, um, has zero game and mm-hmm. just doesn't know what to, how to date and mm-hmm. how to get into it. Probably has like really skewed pictures and uh, doesn't know how to present himself online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the women have to do all this fucking work uh, just to like get the date to go on. Right. Oh, okay. So this is this is for this is for women who um, failed at mansplaining uh, the mansplaining app, but now they're like, oh, I'm going to go to even lower on the rung, <laughs> lower rung on the evolutionary ladder, right? And I'm going right. to get this like you know swamp thing, and I'm going to turn him into something real. <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, I could see that being kind of like I think a forty-year-old virgin in a way. You yeah. Know, well, like I'm thinking, no game. There's something kind of. Oh, I figured out what to call it. What? Well, there's a version of this of like, for women who like fixer upper, kind of like gross guys, they want to turn into gentlemen. You could call it, and this is a deep cut. Well, no, no, it isn't. Pygmalion. <laughs> <laughs> Pygmalion. Yeah. Oh, I see what you did there, Mary. Pygmalion. Yeah, Pygmalion. Download Pygmalion Pig- today. Yeah, yeah. For free. Yeah. From <laughs> oink oink to ooh la la. <laughs> Kiss this frog. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 exactly. Um, the other one I have is... Uh, From hog to god. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, the other one I have is grammar gays. Mm-hmm. Um, these are for gay people that want to date other guys that... Can correct other people on their grammar. Mm-hmm. So they would have like a profile name of like Oxford comma two four six. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would like it'd be like if you don't use the Oxford comma, shut the fuck up. Right, you know, right. Fuck off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Um, no semicolons. Don't bother. Right. How many exclamation points do you really need? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Only looking for guys who put a space between the last word and the period. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There, there, there. Yeah, there, there. Yeah, that would be another profile name. Is <laughs> yeah. there, there, there. There, there, there. Yeah. Um, the other one is uh, PC Cupid. Mm-hmm. So this is for people that are into PC culture and are uh, consistently calling out other people when they are not PC. I see. And so they would come together on the dating app and they would kiki about all of you know the, the problems with with the world and that's and that's how it would go and their right. dates would be constantly going back and forth correcting each other right. on what they're doing wrong and why that's a microaggression oh oh yes yeah. So yeah where their their dates they, they just meet for microaggressions yeah. right like mm-hmm. they like the the waiter would come to the table and it would be you know a, a cisgendered female and they'd you know they'd they'd stand up mm-hmm. or they would you know ask them like what a, they would like to be called what their preferred gender pronoun is you know and they right. would just be over the top uh, politically correct it'd be like a Portlandia skit yes exactly yeah, yeah exactly totally like yeah. women yeah like women like women yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um yes and so those are my those are my uh, other alternative apps that could have been done in this goddamn challenge really I mean the, the sky was the limit when but when you land on butterface it's like I'm like oh this is so um end of days it was just it was a stretch for me yeah yeah and they made it funny I mean I thought that concept I th- that's because it was end of days, Butterface, and then Fibster. Uh, Fibster. I mean, Fibster was probably the most ripe for satire. Sure. Because that's every app. Yeah. Um, and I think end of days probably had the same. Um, uh, Universal appeal. Or... Yeah. Or the same kind of potential as the um, the pilot challenge that Peppermint and, oh, and Alexis. Right. Right. Uh, right, right. And Trinity did. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, you could have gone in that angle of that kind of like crazy, you know. Um, fanatical religious kind of point sure, of view, and they sure. could have done that. Um, but I just think Butterface, there was nowhere to go. I, right. To me, that was um, that was the Princess Die role in his, Her History mm-hmm. of the World. That was Alexis Michelle's um, Native American uh, couture yeah. for the ball challenge. Right. You were fucked no matter what you did. Yeah, and and rightly so. But Asia O'Hara shined. That All she was, had to do was look ugly and freeze in that position. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, no, yeah. that was, I think, like, that was really funny. Like, that, that, like, visual gag. Yeah. But then when they had to kind of narrate what the point of the app was, that's where it, it was, lost. like, very lost. Yeah, Monet got lost in that because she wasn't a butterface. She was trying she to be, like, a lumpy body. She was trying to be, like. Which the, I also lost the first viewing. Yeah, she was the host who, like, was the opposite, or, like, the narrator who was the opposite of all of this. I think yeah. they did a, a okay job for for this kind of challenge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they did what they could. Yeah. But it but was like, tough. I just, like. I just didn't understand it. And I know I'm being very all right, Mary, but I'm like, I just don't get the logic of like when, why is it? Because I think, you know, actually to cut right to Yuha about this, because I realized this watching it and I realized that this was where she got stuck and it was as much her interpretation being wrong as the, the app being confusing. She got stuck in this idea that like, oh, these are women who have great bodies. Great bodies, right. And that was where she stuck and stayed with it. And then the whole idea of having like an ugly face was secondary. Sure. And I think that was what was kind of fucked up about this. It's like, so the whole point is that you want a woman who has a great body, but a not a great face, but why? Yeah. And I think Yuha just in a similar way to Mayhem, maybe got stuck in her head that she was one of the last picked. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mayhem, for me, this is her second week getting picked last. Yeah. 
it made complete sense to me that she was kind of like silent when they she, were planning because yeah. she's she was probably in her head like what is going on yeah. I just won I won the first challenge you know yeah. what I mean yeah yeah like I thought they would maybe trying to think about the writing on the wall you know mm-hmm. maybe there was a note under the door you know what I mean yeah yeah well and especially for how much this means to mayhem for how many seasons sure. she's tried out for sure. she's got to be hypersensitive at every moment right you know right um and I I think that that's that fed the lip sync right. certainly which oh yeah we'll talk about later oh, completely um. So yeah, I mean, I took the note that um, despite everything that happened, I I have no criticisms of how Monique was as a as a captain. No, it all felt like the way no. you should be a captain. In a way, she was uh, a little bit even more kind of doting on Mayhem. Like, is everything okay? Well, how do you? Are you sure? Are you mm-hmm. sure that this is okay? Mm-hmm. And Mayhem just was like, nope, I'm gonna be easy. I'm mm-hmm. gonna be easy. I'm gonna be easy. And then realized that. Mayhem actually she she does say this on un- untucked. Mm-hmm. She's like, Yeah, I fucked up. I should have said something. Yeah. yeah. I should have said something in mm-hmm. an easier way. But like, yeah, Mayhem was just thrown in at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, you know, watching it again, because we talked about this with Grizzly Kiki, that the whole bit with Mayhem was that she was she was the character that Cameron was pretending to be on the laptop and then finding out it's really her. But it's like it was so hard to tell that that was the joke. It didn't read. Yeah, like she should have been in both scenes and yeah. we should have just seen less of her, like Dusty, right. where you see less of her and then you see the full picture. It, but is that, as if we're going to go on like a team captain challenge, mm-hmm. is that on Monique to be like, this isn't working? Um, I I don't think it's 100% on Monique. I'm surprised that Cameron didn't realize that wasn't working. I'm okay. surprised that no one else called it yeah. out. And that was a team that felt very collaborative. Right. You know, so right. they worked very well together. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised. But maybe they worked so well together because nobody wanted to ruffle Monique's feathers. Because, uh, in Mayhem's words, she's a very strong personality. And she did have a lot of pressure on her because mm-hmm. she did want to do so well. Yeah. She did want to win this challenge real bad because mm-hmm. she felt robbed of the last two challenges. Yeah. And I, I kind of identified with the way that Monique handled this. Like, she knows. She kind of she kind of micromanaged. She kind of over... She, she self-directed. Which oh, I just, love that. Just brilliant. I loved... Oh, God. Was, but, she's a production. Yeah, yeah. But I understood where she's like... She was kind of, I mean, kind of what you're talking about with Cracker. She was kind of doing the same thing of like, I need to control every moment of this. Right. Because like, I need, I just need to be in control of this. Yeah. And I, I respect that. And then it's like, I guess I would have done the same thing. Like, I can't critique that because I think I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, At some point you do need to be like, okay, well, my idea is one idea. Yep. And I'm not going to be a eureka and I'm not going to constantly mm-hmm. butt in every single step of the way. Yeah. And it's like, and to quote Gia Gunn, it's like, we got this much time and this much to do. So bitch, get, get into, into it. it. Yeah. Like, you've also got to consider that. Right. Um, but I think that the even though she was so clear about what she wanted, she asked these queens a thousand times. Yep. You good, you good, you good. Yep. Like, you can't you can't critique her because they didn't, don't get fed. Yeah. It's a great quote. Yeah, but you can't critique her just because they didn't speak up. Yeah, like closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah, no, that's how it goes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, um, and I love when Monique says, "When another drag queen goes, girl, yeah, you know it ain't good." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I wanted to just note that um, when uh, when Monet says, "So I got stuck with you, huh?" Right. My basement flooded. <laughs> I, like week after week, like Sarge and Monet uh. are like neck and neck for this neck. <laughs> telling you what, like I clearly uh, have a she type. Could take that sponge and give you a sponge bath. Happily, yeah. happily, she could even use the rough side. I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. Brillo, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I uh, no SOS for me, Mama. Okay. I can take it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I just noted that. I was like, oh God, Monet. Yeah, Monet is very cute. He's so cute, and I think it's he's cute, but he's just like very charming to sure, sure, to. adorable. Yeah, yeah, he's just like. Yeah. Did so you watch the latest clip that Monet has posted on all of the platforms uh, where? He's uh, being filmed or she's being filmed like presenting this really beautiful house. No. Oh, my God. She's presenting this like beautiful house. She's like, and this is this beautiful house. And then she walks to the front door and starts to open it, opens it. And you hear somebody inside go, hello. (laughs) She's like, oh, shit, sorry. And closes the door because she thought it was vacant. And then part two, the girl comes out and it's just like, what's going on? And she sees the camera. She's like looking at the camera. And Monet's like, well, I'm so sorry. You know, I th- I, th- I was going to do this little bit where like the door wouldn't open. And oh, was it just some <laughs> random house? Yes. Oh, Jesus, Monet. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I highly recommend our Mary's checking that out. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, I wanted to point out um, that uh, I thought it was really interesting how... Eureka chose the obvious fat joke like right out of the gate and like Vixen calls out she's like let's do this like I sh- and, and Eureka says I know it's obvious but like what if I do this right um that's fine because it's kind of that whole idea of like sure if you can make it funny and you can make it feel lived in well then- yeah and it's also like I think of uh, Jiggly Caliente it's like don't don't make a serious magazine ad make right. it funny make okay it- fat okay mm-hmm. go with that then. yeah you know it's like Derek Barry it's like you're not gonna do Britney right like do Britney right it's just a really interesting contrast when we think about, you know, I remember talking about, um, we talked about this with Alexis Michelle and the reading challenge. We talked about this with Delta Work mm-hmm. of like choosing weight is the obvious joke. Right. And like, you know, reach for a higher shelf. Sure. Choose something else. Sure. Um, but if we're going to reach for a higher shelf, I mean, come on, this is drag race. Yeah. And these apps are terrible. Oh, I'm not saying that Eureka should have made a different choice. Right. It's just an interesting contrast. Well, I appreciated how Vixen was like, uh-uh, like, really? Yeah, Come yeah. On. It's just another perspective. We don't normally see that response to, like, we don't normally see, like, the big girl embracing the fat joke and then the skinny sure. girl saying, oh, but you could choose something else. Well, I'd love, yeah, but I'd love to see, like, some sort of gag, some sort of sketch where, um, you know, a, a thicker queen is actually testing the waters to see if anybody would be like, oh, but you're not fat. You know, and kind of using it as a moment to fish, Mm -hmm. like where it's like, oh, I could do like a fat joke. And then the whole team's like, oh, yeah, that'd be really funny. Right. right. She's like, oh, um, yeah, I've been waiting for you to use that joke. I was like, when is she going to make the fat joke? She's huge. (laughs) She's like, oh, God, wait a second. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I and then and then like, you know, the the stool she's sitting on breaks and then oh, you know, oh right for sure yeah, like, for sure. yeah, for sure. yeah just to complete the gag <laughs> right um anyway uh let's see oh we've talked about mayhem we've talked about closed mouth so are we at the part where asia brings up the wig oh um, or is that after so i i did want to just know and this kind of takes us to what you pointed out before like when a drag queen says girl like that oh. takes up that whole monique and asia um interaction uh, just the two of them at the makeup station just talking about uh, their feelings on the challenge and the way that Asia was noting that, like, Monique was – she she doesn't read Monique for being – like, she says, oh, I Monique's, 
you know, she hasn't won yet. And I can tell that it's like she's putting in a lot of effort to stand out. Um, so I have to be aware of that. Yeah. She doesn't say, but like, I don't know. You know what I mean? She doesn't throw yeah. shade. She right. just recognizes it. Um, and I just took the note that like I could sit there and watch them do their makeup all day. Oh, my God. Um, and I also just like when Monique called out to Mayhem, um, are, are you starting your makeup? And can oh. you please do this? And she says, thank you. Love you. Appreciate your kindness. Appreciate your kindness. Yeah. Oh, Monique Hart. Yeah. Um, and then I and this, I think, leads us. No, I guess I guess well, did they film first? They filmed first. Yeah, so I was they like, filmed oh, first. they filmed first because I I had the note about Monet getting red again. Yeah, uh, for her dress, and then we get into the filming. Sure. I mean, I will say, uh, for me, Dusty was the funniest in the Fibster challenge. It yeah. went Dusty, and then Monique, and then Cameron, and then Mayhem, and only Mayhem last because she was lost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, end of days for me. Eureka had a funny line. I thought Cracker did fine. Blair kind of owned it. Vixen got lost only because she was only in the first part, but I did laugh out loud mm-hmm. with with Vixen in the beginning. Oh, the final product, I thought Vixen was great. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked when Michelle said to her, you're by yourself with a sandwich board on. Like, I was <laughs> like, girl, how many times have we all been there? Seriously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, but I know I thought Blair uh, really came into it, like showed... She showed the proof in the pudding okay. th- that she can act. That kind she... of in a way of like Courtney act coming out yes. in the, the Rusical. Exactly. It's yeah. like, oh, I see. Yes, you can do this. It's not just all talk. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think that um, uh, Eureka was fine. I think my only problem with this challenge um, is that they all seem to be acting in different styles. Blair was doing this very kind of like you know, kind of melodramatic Broadway thing. Eureka was just kind of playing like herself, really, which is what they directed. Right. And then Cracker was doing this kind of like satire, kind of like, I don't want to say John Waters, but it was very like, come on, snap out of it. Like it was very stilted. Like she was doing a certain tone. Yes. And so I think that was difficult in that they they were all kind of approaching it with a different tone. Sure. You know, there wasn't a lot of cohesion perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Madam Butterflies, uh, we've talked about this over and over and over. Y- Yuha was, just, I don't think she got this, the sentiment of the challenge. Yeah. Um, Asia had that funny face and, and she, she did the best in this. Yeah. This for sure. Monet oh. was lost. Aquaria was, uh, I liked her doo doo moment. Oh, it was so meta. When yeah. She was like, Oh my God, I've watched that like a thousand times. Right. I, I loved like, it. Wow. Yeah. This is like super meta. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little, uh, a fan. Mm. Um, and yeah, she had some funny, moments in this mm-hmm. in the sense of her face and her nose and it was it was a, a good sight gag yeah i yeah. i felt like the the face prosthetics were a little much mm-hmm. and it was kind of like um i think it wasn't that it didn't look good it looked really it was a great gag i guess like visually but i think it was uh again we talked about this with grace like kiki but it felt like when detox wanted to wear the mask in the telenovela challenge in season oh, five right it was like oh it's almost too much that now i'm seeing that and i'm not seeing you sure you know sure. and especially these early challenges we have to see you yeah you know yeah i mean i think that we're seeing a lot of aquaria in her runway which is helping her yeah mm-hmm. you know what i yeah. mean because mm-hmm. um, that transformation is really important i think also coming out of last week when they were like why weren't you old girl she's right. like all right i'm gonna go 100 right and you can tell me to dial it back exactly and i yeah. think that was a smart move as a competitor yeah i get that i get that logic it's better to do too much yeah yeah um this i mean we've talked about uh dusty uh we've you haven't really talked about blair and her mom but i think that was you know it was a nice story about yeah. Blair and her mom um but then this gets us into kind of act one right of wig gate yes. and uh the vixen story um so i took notes kind of on like how it all went down because that was important okay um so 
it as far as what we see in the scene, it actually starts in the, uh, with Asia kind of reading yep. Vixen. Asia starts it, and yeah. I think it's different coming from Asia because yes. not only is Asia, I think she's older than the Vixen. Mm-hmm. She's uh, has experience. She's um, not that Aquaria doesn't, but you know, mm-hmm. there's 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 something there. Um, she comes at it in a kind of like well blah, blah, blah. like kind yeah. of in a funny way it's all in good fun yeah it's all i think it's in all, the same way of the sponge yeah it's all ex- exactly and it's all in the tone that monique talks about later in untucked of where there's this culture of reading sure and there's this understanding that this is how we interact it's yeah. how we play but aquaria and vixen have like a little bit of a history now mm-hmm. yeah. so it's different and especially when it has probably gone on unaddressed yeah. Whereas if Asia had beef with Vixen, they probably would have, you know, yes. before Asia read her, mm-hmm. probably would have cleared the air before she decided to read her. Right. Yeah. She wouldn't have read her if they, there was a, a wound underneath. Exactly. Yes. So then Aquaria, she basically pipes up stealing Asia's joke, like yeah. saying the same thing Asia just said, but she kind of strips all the fun out of it, which I think is really important um, because this also comes up later in Untucked with feedback that she gets from Dusty um, and has probably gotten from a lot of queens that like, uh, and I think Monique even talk or Monet, no, sorry, Monique talks about it of, um, you know, the way that Asia comes or Aquaria comes off yeah. uh, is maybe not how she intends, right. you know, sounded one way in her head. But in this situation, she was, as the Vixen would say, she was just poking the bear. She mm-hmm. had no reason to make that comment. Yeah. She ju- it was already made. The joke was made. It was made better. Making it untucked. Yeah. You know, which she did. Yeah, but it was like that moment was, was just her seeing an opportunity. Can um, we also... I, ju- I just want to spend literally 10 seconds just understanding. I agree with Aquaria and Asia. It's like, best drag and you use somebody else's wig? I don't care if you traded. Yeah. I mean, I, still I don't care if that. you traded. Obviously, it's your drag still, right? Mm-hmm. Because you traded and you're wearing it and whatever. But even still, like, I don't think that was her best drag last week. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, okay, and you're going to use somebody else's wig. It 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 comes off as odd, right? It's especially for because the queens borrow stuff all the time. Yeah. And that's one thing. I think it's because in, I think we had I had heard that like it, I think Monet said they were told it was signature drag right so right. whether it be signature or best drag because it's so tied to who they are and because it's about representing themselves I understand why it's a little strange that it's not something of hers yes and not as strange as perhaps uh, Blair St. Clair with different somebody yes. else's feathers or uh, Asia O'Hara using mm-hmm. the uh, orange gloves yep. right like sure she borrowed those but it wasn't Signature or best drag exactly and and so I exactly I get the logic of questioning that but I also get the logic of like all right But it's done. Yeah, it's, it's done it's done and also don't question it if you still have fucking beef with that girl Yeah, yeah, well, I mean You also have to ask, you know, what does Aquaria get out of poking the bear because she's only doing this oh, because she gets something out of it uh, Sure, she, what she gets out of it is that she felt completely attacked and uh, ransacked mm-hmm. in the last challenge mm-hmm. uh, or the last episode where you know too vague yeah. and she she is still holding that she's like stop it leave me alone fuck mm-hmm. off fuck off and yeah. she needed as as often happens with kind of petty young banter it's like she needed in a way to kind of be like no fuck you yeah i got you yeah like the last word yeah yeah the um, last word exactly yeah. but of course it's petty it's super petty um it's lori petty but it's um <laughs> it's petty petty it's yeah it's uh boop, boop, <laughs> um 
so the vixen shuts it down and yeah, she does shut it down you know and and the vixen can't i mean aquaria can't handle it because i don't think people shut it down with her very often she, exactly she, she gets it away with i it. think uh, the vixen kept kind of coming at her and at one point she just kind of was like blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 and got stuck in her words and the vixen was like no yeah and that's when monique had that great line of like oh she she handed aquaria to america in a gift wrapped in her ass Christmas. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. hinder her ass in front of the whole country and a gift bag yeah, yeah. Well, because it's like the vixen is also not wrong she, no she basically says to aquaria you tried to be shady it didn't work right sorry you know try again right. or don't try again right um and i think I, it to be honest with you i think it worked i think it worked in the sense of like yeah she pissed off the vixen mm-hmm. It worked. I think that Aquaria... But she... But the Aquaria was not ready for that response back. I think Aquaria would have felt that it worked if the Vixen didn't have a comeback. For sure. someone like the Aquaria, it's about saying something that someone doesn't have a comeback to. Right. It's about having the topper line. Right. Yeah. And the Vixen was like, well, fuck you. No, we traded. Mm-hmm. This happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Vixen kind of not only responded to it, but like dance circles around Aquaria. It's like, I can oh, yeah. shut down your argument all day. Right. You know, I got nothing but time for that. Right. And I have to say... Like, well practiced. Yeah, I I get it. You know, I I I'm not against the vixen here, even though I get the logic of what they're trying to point out. At the end of the day, the vixen's logic is sound. Oh, oh, I there's no talk. question. Yeah. yeah, there's no question. Um, yeah, but I if, mean, I mean, if a queen comes at you, you come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 just kind of how it goes. Yeah, you can be the bigger person, as Monique points out. Like you can be the bigger person at some point and just stop. Right. But I think the vixen also was feeling like, no, I'm not going to let this this little queen yeah. come in here and and feel like she can do this again because she can't. That's not how I operate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think she says it. She says it a little bit later. Um, she, which I thought was amazing, and she's like. Aquaria likes to poke the bear and run away. Right. So if I need to hunt her yeah, down to, back. to remind her not to play with me, right. then I'll do it. Yeah. And I thought, well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to argue with that? Right. Exactly. Right. Like if I need to, if, if that's what it takes to remind you to not fuck with me, then yeah. I will hunt you down. And, and it's also a you. reminder for anybody else in the workroom. Yeah. It's also a reminder for any fan watching. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, do not do this. Yeah. Do not do this to me because I will fight for what I present yeah. and who I am. You're not going to attack me like that. Yeah. I um I and I think the fact that she's able to come back not with empty insults but with truth right, yeah. is the no, power. She didn't come at her and 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 start, you know, being mm-hmm. mean to her drag. Right. She didn't read her drag. Right. Right, exactly. And and whenever there have been reads about her drag, it's always been in that kind of reading tone. Sure. Like um yeah, I think in, in the workroom last week there was a little bit of reading of like, you know, I don't know what face you're looking at when she and oh, right. Mayhem are admiring yeah. themselves. But that's different. That's just drag queens talking. Yeah. And there's a lot in this episode about that difference between reading and just being mean. Shade, yeah. And it's interesting that it's Aquaria who's like, well, I don't think you're just, I don't think that was reading. I think you're just being mean. It's like Aquaria, no one would know that better than you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one makes that mistake more than you. But, uh, yeah, but what's interesting is that uh, this happens, I think, so much in the gay community among young people, and maybe not even just the young people, but uh, when you can't dish it. Mm-hmm. Or you can't take it after you've dished it because you don't see that you you lack uh, self reflection, right? You mm-hmm. lack seeing yourself mm-hmm. and and the effect that you have yeah. because it's it's a lack of empathy and that's a skill, right? Right. And I think that uh, someone like Aquaria doesn't see herself when 
she's doing these things. Mm-hmm. She only is focused on herself and how it feels to be her. Mm-hmm. Sure, and and not at least on at least yeah. in this show. I'm sure she, you know, she's learned a lot from this, or maybe in the heat of the moment. I don't want to make excuses for Aquaria, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of other factors that are going on. Of like, she could be just completely in her head. Yeah. Well, and and we've certainly seen things on social media, uh, and we'll get into this more in nuance. That that there, you know has been forward motion on this conversation and a lot of growth and whatnot. And that's a part of it, right? Is like, we have to let people learn. We have to let people grow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it, we can't be like, well, you said this thing. Yeah. And you know, it's like, yes, RuPaul had that interview in the guardian and it's like, and if you want to still hold her accountable to that and say, I'm still not forgiving you, that's fine. Um, but we have to let her grow. Yeah. That's what we want. Right. You know, we're still going to watch her show. Yeah. For now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so of course all of this gets um, abbreviated by the spider. Ah, the spider! I can't, I can't, I can't. I know I'm queening out. It's a big one. Oh Jesus! It's huge. It's a dinosaur. Did you see it? I'm just like, are they describing somebody's dick? I know, right? <laughs> I know. It was like, what are you guys? Like Rocco Steele just walked yeah, in the room, right? Now that's a maxi challenge I can handle. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Oh, that's a pole dancing challenge. <laughs> Out of the way, Mystique. Uh, Seriously. Right? Oh, that uh, is that is the big kahuna. That's what yeah. you death drop onto. Because it'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you why. Oh my god. Oh man. Oh, Talk about prelude to a fist. <laughs> Jeez. Rocco Steel. Yeah, right. Yeah. to a fist, starring Rocco Steel. <laughs> right? It's like that's the kind of sex where you're like, can I get an epidural first? <laughs> <laughs> Like, no. Oh, God. Not enough poppers in the world. No. Oh, not at all. Uh, relax. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, relax? Mean relax. It's a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I've got like a scuba mask of poppers yeah, on. Jurassic to... Park 5, starring Rocco Steele. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy <laughs> and shit. And the spider. Yeah, I'm T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, so. Uh, oh, Gigantosaurus. Yeah, sorry. Really. <laughs> um, Raptorn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Triceratops. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm Triceraverse, thanks. <laughs> I ascribe as, you know, a Tricerabottom. Yeah. So. <laughs> Pegmeosaurus. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Pegasaurus Rex. <laughs> Pegasaurus Rex, yeah, yeah, yeah. Peg my ass is so Saurus. Oh man. Um <laughs> So speaking of uh, speaking of dinosaurs, well, not really. Um, but Cameron <laughs> saves the spider. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, trying to get, veer the car back on track. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, and this is definitely because I feel like we all have to come to the moment of when do you fall in love with Cameron Michaels, and this was the moment. Sure. Um, well, but, and also Monet too. Well, sure. I love Monet. It was just like oh, not having Monet. This. It was like Monet. Yeah, it was like I identify with Monet. Yeah. But I love a guy who saves the bug. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, it was right, like right, right, it was not that he was being brave, strong man. It was like. <gasps> Oh, you save bugs. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. oh, and you wear your Meditate Daily sweatshirt. All right. And those neck tattoos. Ugh. Well, I will say this. The 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 good thing about saving the bug is, first of all, you save the garment. Okay? Mm-hmm. Second of all, if you just flick the bug off, it's going to like go everywhere yep. and go crazy. It's going to find a wig to get into. Exactly. So you got to approach it with niceness mm-hmm. and coax it yep. very gently into the cup and then 
get it get it out of there yeah you know yeah yeah and i feel like sometimes that's like a mean girl you know you can't come at a mean girl with you know lots of flicks and and hate and shade right you've got to come at the mean girl with big fuzzy gloves and know that they're just as scared as you yeah and just lure into a cup <laughs> yeah be in it yeah be in it and throw her out the window <laughs> and think that she'll land it'll be fine <laughs> That's what I always think when I throw a bug out the window. I'm like, oh, it'll land. It'll land. It'll be yeah. fine. Well, the window catch it. Yeah. 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 It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. There's those huge spiders that um, grow webs at the top of skyscrapers. Do you know about oh, this? Oh no. They're huge spiders, Mary. Ah. Oh. Anybody in Chicago can probably attest to this. But if you live like up past the seventh floor, there are um, spiders that grow outside of those uh, windows because the wind picks them up. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm terrified of heights. I can't live. I'm on the fourth floor, and that's about as high as I can go. <laughs> and it's too. It's already too much. I don't like heights either, Mary. Yeah, yeah I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I, you know, I went um, trapezing uh, mm. a few years ago, and that was uh, great and amazing. Even though there was a harness, even mm. well, not that kind of harness. Well, hey, even not though there of that. was a net, I was still like, oh my god, I'm 30 feet above, and I have to reach for this bar. This is fucked up. Ugh, oh yeah. no, I'm good. I'm already. <laughs> yeah, everything's tensed up. Um, I've lost my underwear. So but there hard. was a very sexy like coach, and I just wanted to please him and impress him. Oh so. no, did he? Did were the leg straps? You know, when you like rock, like, yes. rock wall climbing. Yes, he had all of that. Everything his name, was accentuated. His name was Dallas. And he was gay and he even uh, we were joking when we were on the ground because that's when you joke. Yeah. Um, we were joking about having like a jockstrap only trapezing session. Oh, and I was sure. like, well, I'll tuck for that. Yeah. And I right. don't mean tuck my dick. No. Yeah, I'll tuck my knees. Yeah. 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 I'll yeah. tuck them right behind my ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm going. Yeah. Now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Mary. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, so yeah, there was a little break from the Vixen Aquaria drama for this spider, and then there was the church talk, um, and yeah. Monet gets to kind of chime in. Um, we also get Monique coming in with her beautiful heart, saying, you know, how easy it is to hide behind a character, and it's yeah. nice to see this vulnerability. And I don't think that she's just talking about the vulnerability of Monet Blair and dusty, mm -hmm. but I think Vixen is also very vulnerable here. Yeah, well, and, and, and untucked especially. Monique points it out. She says, "You choose when you want to be vulnerable." Yeah. like Monique's got an eye for that. I also liked that that statement came from Monique because it'd be so easy to write her off as a character. Sure, because she is such a big personality. Right. I thought this was a great episode to see a softer side of Monique. I've been seeing a softer side of Monique the whole time. I mean, yeah. last week we saw her in Untucked, and that was really soft. And I think even in the first episode. There there was there was a heart there. There was kind of a beauty there mm -hmm. where you, uh, where she was she was somebody that you wanted to like hang out with. Oh, I've always games. loved her. I think there was just a calmer kind of like it was just a different side of her that I I was glad we saw because it'd be so easy to just kind of stereotype her. Oh, okay, as just kind of like a production, a production, mm -hmm. like as just always being a lot, being right. extra, yeah. and that she is a human being. Right, you know what oh, I mean. Yeah. Um, I it was just you know, just like seeing more Monique, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then this kind of gets us back into, you know, I would say act two of mm -hmm, the drama mm -hmm. um, because Monet is talking about, you know, y'all can come to my church and they'll love it. And which I, I just loved. And I loved the sentiment of it all, like that Monet was creating this moment of like, oh, you know, it was like 
it was like the world we're in now there's a place where everyone's accepted for who they are right and there was a vibe and aquaria didn't read the room she didn't and she needed to make it all about herself and, sure and I, you know what i mean which happens so often mm -hmm. with people that are stuck in their own heads and their own egos and are just worried about themselves you know i don't want to just pigeonhole a young person mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that it happens to be a young person this time but like they it it's it it boggles me. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, are you not seeing? This is a beautiful moment right now, and yeah. you're trying to like take us out of it by making kind of a snide joke. Mm -hmm. Now, if you made like a funny joke, like, oh yeah, I'll come and I'll bring the Bloody Mary mimosas. Right, right. If you something more inclusive, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you know, to amend that, it's very much often young people. I've seen so many uh, older gays, our age and older, older people, but just specifically older gays. Um, a lot of it very Velvet Rage Stage Two kind of based, who are. They're old dogs about being self-centered. Like mm. they've spent years staring at themselves in the mirror right. and being obsessed about themselves. That it's even worse with them than it might be with someone who's younger sure. and isn't so set in their ways. Well, they just that. haven't learned that lesson yet. Yeah, like because someone younger might be more open to a like a paradigm shift. Right. Whereas someone older who like this is the way that they live. Well, and also have lived in a world where they needed to only think about themselves. Yeah. Right? We also mm -hmm. have to consider that perspective where mm -hmm. I don't think that young people these days necessarily have that mm -hmm. um, quote unquote excuse. Sure. Um, but yeah, there, I mean, yeah, I've, I've, mm -hmm. I interact with a lot of those people mm -hmm. where um, when you talk weekly. to them, Every sentence is about themselves, mm -hmm. yeah. and the conversation only flows if it's about them. Right. Yeah. And right. if it's about you, they just tie it back to themselves. And there are some people where I'm just kind of like, okay, I think that you need this more than I do, and I'm happy mm -hmm. to listen. I'm here to learn. You know, there is that aspect where it's mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to learn something from you. Yeah. But at the minute I try to challenge an idea or try to bring myself into it, it's uh, it's uh, it's an attack. Yeah, those people are kind of like slot machines. You keep putting in energy, very rarely do you get anything back. Okay. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of just about watching them yeah. spin. I think my role as a teacher or as a leader, it's it kind of comes with the territory that's, that I have to, yes, I have to just keep putting money into it every mm -hmm. now and then yeah. you know yeah yeah and just and it's tough and yeah. there are people where we have to put on those roles sometimes sure i think when you work uh i i i don't uh, this is not to be of any offense but like when you work at a nursing home mm -hmm. you have to make it all about them it is about being of service yeah right for somebody that has lived a very long life and needs your help now mm -hmm. and so sometimes when i look at an older person that is self-centered or is egotistical or narcissistic or has issues mm -hmm. i i kind of have to be of service right now because i'm like well i don't i, I i'm not going to try to change you yeah oh I i'm feel just like going to kind of help you along and and be myself and yeah. you know when you say i'm young and stupid it's like okay yeah yeah, older people like that, I, I kind of, yeah, I don't, I don't challenge I think it. that's a habit. Yeah. I think it's a habit and not truly who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm holding accountable kind of people in their, in their, I don't want to say their prime, but like, it's kind of like you hold people accountable based on where you expect they could be at this point in their life. Uh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Um, I don't know. It, it, it everybody's different. There's so many yep. different reasons. Everybody's, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everybody has a different journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There's, there are plenty of kids in high school with profound levels of empathy. Exactly. So it's really exactly. hard to draw a hard line yeah. on this. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so Aquaria try, kind of tries to make this joke about, you know, bringing, you know, I'll, I'll meet you after, like, and I'll be having my, my mimosa, whatever. Um, and it's, you know, being church averse, I mean, we kind of opened this episode talking about this. It's an old joke. Yeah. You know, the whole like, oh, is the church going to get struck by lightning if I walk in? It's like, eh, that's such an old joke. Like, sure. it's just, it's been done. And that's kind of what this Sweating was. Sweating like a whore in church. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, we've been there. And, you know, I think the vixen calling it out and saying, well, it wasn't funny. 
uh, it I, wasn't necessary. Right. In in Monique's kind of words, it's like, do you have to bring the South Side of Chicago in right now? Like, yeah. And for me, I read that as um, just the vixen kind of, she's still angry. She's still a little upset. And mm-hmm. so she, like the, the hunting bear, it's like, no, anytime you open your mouth, I'm going to fucking call it out. Right. Right. And I can't blame her for it. It's just like, okay, yeah, that wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that. I felt like, yeah, that I felt was, it was not coming from like a necessary place, but I think, I mean, it did kind of lead to more facts because the, the Aquarius kind of brings over the whole yet. wig thing again. Not over yet. And Vixen shuts it, shuts it down. She's like, if they weren't judging on the runway, then what does it matter to you? Right. And like if you're, you try to read and it's not, your reads have to be better if yeah. you're going to read me. I also believe that Vix, the Vixen smells the weakness mm-hmm. in Aquaria. Mm-hmm. And instead of having kind of like compassion, which she doesn't have to have because yeah. Aquaria is coming for her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there is the Monique kind of stance where it's like oh but she's weak girl right you're gonna decimate her yeah. which she does yeah um and rightly so right it's like no fuck you mm-hmm. i'm just leave me alone is kind of what she's doing right. but i will say that there is that aspect and i think this is a critique on um vixen's behavior in the sense of like well girl like she she clearly cannot communicate yeah like mm-hmm. you know um yeah but but and but to your point and also mine uh, just i'm playing devil's advocate yeah no i know um yeah. the idea is like no aquaria no mm-hmm. stop well i think that when the vixen says that south chicago is in the room right now or is in the building she said a mouthful right there yeah because i think Mon- monique says you know we don't need south chicago here and she's like oh but south chicago is in the, yeah, in the building she is here and that's, it's not about the fighting. What she's telling us is this is what South Chicago deals, be, with. deals with and feels like. Yep. This is what's necessary. Yep. Like she's giving us a glimpse and it's like, I'm so glad that you can pick and choose when when you want South Chicago in the room. Right. I don't get to choose that. Right. And I thought, exactly. Oh, oh that's, that's beautiful. You know? Beautifully said. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah. I lived in Chicago for four years and even I know just from being a white person that lived on the north side mm-hmm. that it... That is a real thing. Yeah. That there is a a true division in Chicago. It is very segregated because of the train lines, because of what the city has done in allocating of funds to schools even. I worked at a school that had to starve themselves for 19 days to get that school built. Wow. They were originally going to put those funds into a north side Chicago, and they had to starve themselves for that school to be built. Mm -hmm. And so when she said, oh, but South Chicago is in the building, I was like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Good. They are absolutely here mm-hmm. and they have to they have to fight. They yeah. have to fight to get heard and to not get completely trampled mm-hmm. by north north side queens that yeah. are just coming in and being like, "Here I am. I'm going to fucking Yep, your your drag sucks." You know, it's just yeah. like, "Shut the fuck up. Do not come for me. I will come back." Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. The vixen is really pointing out like, you know, there are places where this is necessary. Yep. And I'm not going to I'm not going to Quiet down because you can't handle it. Imagine being a, uh, a kid on the south side of Chicago and hearing that and being mm. like, yep, yeah, South Chicago is here. That's what I'm talking about. Like between what Dusty was saying about like like her story and like she has a lot of pride for where she comes yeah, from. Yeah, like who she represents and the people who have experienced what Dusty experienced, right. the people who are experiencing what the Vixen is experiencing while they're watching right now. Right. It's it's relevant. Yep. Um and I and to the credit of the editors of the show, they told this story and they told her story and her perspective really, really well. Yeah. They <clears throat> they did not They kept this in. I just want to read this exchange because I think mm-hmm. it's really important. 
Aquarius says, you don't have to keep coming at me. And then Vixen says, well, I can. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And it is. Like, I don't need you to even validate that I can. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. Well, just you just shut the fuck up. If I feel like it. All right, then keep talking. I'm not talking to you. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, and then Amuni comes in, stop it. Mm-hmm. And then silent you shall be. Silent I was. That's all. Mm-hmm. And, and Vixen's like, that's all. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I just had to let you know that I can talk. Right. I can come at you. And I don't need you to validate whether I can or not. Right. Because if you're going to come for me, I'm going to come right back. And if yeah. I want to come for you, then fight back. Yeah. And what the Aquarius is asking for is, no, I want the dynamics that I always get. Right. I want to be able to drop a, a you know, a, a quippy line, a mean read, and then saunter away, and you're just decimated. I want a mic drop and go. Right. And the Vixen's like, oh, no, I'm going to take the mic from you, and I'm going to blast you back. Right. And it's like, good. I, I just like... I, Good. Not because I want Aquarius to be attacked, but because that behavior is toxic. Sure. And it should be stopped. Yeah. And and maybe this is what it takes. Right. You know? I mean, you knew that I was a pit bull. Mm-hmm. Why don't you be the bigger person? And she goes, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And then she says, South Chicago don't need to be here right now. Oh, but South Chicago is in the building. Mm-hmm. And it was, I, I can't believe that they showed the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it went from a place of... I have to do this. Mm-hmm. This is survival for me. Yeah. For the same way that Dusty Ray Bottoms got to tell her story of survival. Mm-hmm. This is survival for her and so many queens of color, so many disenfranchised queens, mm-hmm. so many people that are disenfranchised. Yeah. They mm-hmm. need to stand up for themselves mm-hmm. when someone who has no business poking at them pokes at them. Yeah. Who doesn't know them? I mean, if Aquaria and Vixen have like a relationship, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it doesn't, and I think it might get explored in future episodes. I hope so. But I, think, I really hope this gets resolved, Colin. Mm-hmm. As someone who doesn't really like conflict, you know, or at least appreciates conflict mm-hmm. for it coming out there, I also want to see the resolution. And I guess we have seen it off mm-hmm. the show, but I do wonder what's coming ahead yeah. for these queens. Is Aquaria or the Vixen going to go home before this is resolved? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'd i be curious if they are going to explore what Monique was talking about, that which, I, I, which we'll get into more in, in nuance, but I very much agree with that when you when when she says to the vixen when you keep it at a 10 it it actually becomes a detriment it's a hindrance it's a hindrance and to me it's like yeah the volume is so loud that what you're saying is actually getting becoming blary right you can't hear nobody it nobody can hear it um if you're going to talk about the optics right don't yeah. come at it with a 10 mm-hmm. you know right and it's it's really kind of i mean it's thinking about it the same way you would think about a, a, an acting performance or anything where something is so over the top that like the meaning is lost. Mm-hmm. And so I understand why the Vixen is like, no, I'm not going to compromise here. I get that. And yeah, it's like, she shouldn't. I get that. Don't, but I also see what Monique is saying of like, everybody has some adjusting to do because being on the defense hundred percent of the time can also hinder you. Yep. And that doesn't mean you don't come from a place where that's become necessary, but it's recognizing when you're in a place where that isn't necessary because mm. that's important too. Right. Um, because, you want to move out of that. And if you have the opportunity to come out of that world, 
if you have the privilege to get out of that sure. and the opportunity, sure. you don't want to sabotage it and sabotage yourself by not knowing how to receive it. Right. This is a platform too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, th- there. This is bigger also than yeah. just the experience that you're having mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. I think it is also hard to be out of that moment, especially when you're tired, especially yes. when, you know, mm-hmm. you feel completely attacked. Like you have the weight of an entire community on your shoulders. Yeah. You have to fight. Yeah. Oh, at the same time, d- despite saying all of that, I'm glad we saw the Vixen unmodified. Yep. I think that's important. Too. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Because I think the message of not modifying, which Monet really highlights is also important is to not change, not to code, not to be polite when people want you to quiet down. Right. And, and why that's not helpful. Right. You know, right. She's on a drag competition. She doesn't need to code. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she's also, doesn't need to code to make people feel better. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into that with nuance. I mean, that was, I, I think wanna... it's different when like you walk into an interview, you, you, cl- yes. nobody has power when they walk into an interview. Right. Right. Exactly. So you have to follow those rules. And mm-hmm. once you get the job, then, then it can change a little bit. Mm-hmm. They talk about that in, um, sorry to tangent. Um, they talk about in that, that in an episode of girls, mm-hmm. um, where Issa Rae's friend, and I'm forgetting her name right now. Um, but she gets confronted in her girls office. Insecure. Insecure. That's what oh, I mean. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Ugh, not that not girl. Yeah, it was like girls. Wow. That's, Ugh, I didn't expect you to worst. make that reference. No, yeah. insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets confronted at oh, the office. Molly. Molly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Ugh. My favorite Be- character. Yeah, because there's that other girl who's working at the office yes. who's very loud, and and there's that whole thing about like, yeah, that's actually one of the best plot lines of the first season. Yeah. Oh my is god, how to be quote unquote behave? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they have that whole con- like little conflict, and mm-hmm. she's like, "No, you're not going to tell me how to be." Yeah. 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 yeah this is very similar. That's worth watching if this. If this struck you, the first season of Insecure, the it, I mean, I don't remember the episode, but it's worth watching the whole fucking oh season. It's God, amazing. Yeah. It's short enough. Yeah, but there is this whole plot, similar plot line about um, how you should, you know, conduct yourself in a quote unquote, let's just say it, like a white environment. Right. You know, in terms of stereotypes and expectations. Especially if you're a quote unquote seen as an angry black girl. Yeah. 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 Or loud or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Yeah. And, and it was just a, a great commentary on that. Yeah. Yeah. Does she... Uh, Molly doesn't get further in that company. She eventually has to. She she wants to leave that company. But I think the so. other girl gets let go. Maybe I don't remember that. Yeah, um, it's weird. Yeah, I I didn't watch all of season two, so I don't know if that happens then. Oh, um, well, in season two, she develops another relationship, and Molly kind of um, populates um, another path. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Well, then I'll keep watching. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the runway. Oh, the run, 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 runway. Yeah. Courtney Love. Oh my God. Hanging on by dear life for dear life. You know what? I was so charmed by her though. I was like, Courtney Love, you're still here. You're still great. And you're on this show. Yeah. Did she kill Kurt Cobain? <laughs> no. But it wasn't in that documentary that like. Stop it, Mary. Yeah. I think because I was texting with Amanda because we were the only ones of the four of us watching live. And she was like. She said, oh, my God, Courtney loves on this. She killed Kurt Cobain. That is no, she did not. (laughs) I'm not letting that fake news come to fruition. I'm just asking questions. I don't know. Oh, are you? I just want to see the receipts. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Oh, he killed himself, Mary. Well, I I think it's an interesting idea. I don't know what's true. Um, I don't believe that for a second. She loved him And, and RuPaul loved them, too. Oh, I love that picture of RuPaul yeah. with Nirvana yeah. holding uh, the baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's just like. Not Nirvana. Yeah, Nirvana. Oh, it is Nirvana. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, um, for come for me. 
Uh, <laughs> um, Nico Tortorella. I was going to ask you, what's he? F- I know the girl, name. I didn't even research him because yeah. there was only one moment where I noticed him, and that's when he whooed at oh. Yuhua's split. Yeah, and it was like there was like the, the the silence got very very low. Yeah, it was kind of like in. Um, it's like he wooed and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> It was like during Read You Wrote You when, when Todrick starts like wooing when Roxy's doing her part. And it's like, nope, no, sweetheart, stop. Um, talk about reading the room wrong. Yeah, really. Oh. Um, so, I mean, talk about Birds of Dragon. Oh, my God, Colin. I was like, well, it was a gift. I know, it was like they have been These listening. These are my gifts. These are my gifts. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, really. Like, so I, now we have every bird reference. We have every goddamn want. bird reference. <laughs> and we know kimchi has like 27 yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Put a bird on it. Yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. know. I can't believe how many kimchi looks there are that we missed oh, yeah. that were bird themed. Uh, and we loved her. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I know we talked a lot about this uh, on Friday. Friday, but um, I, I will say Blair's story, mm-hmm. that was some tea that I learned on Grizzly Kiki. Yeah, yeah, that um, the short of it, because uh, we talked about the whole thing on Grizzly Kiki, but the short of it was that Blair's mom basically made this dress for her 24 hours before she left because the dress she ordered didn't show up. Right. And so she she kind of called this her love dress because not only did her mom make it, but then at the workroom, and we see this, like uh, Monique had an extra yep. bag of feathers. Ugh. So the girls were helping her glue feathers on her dress. Isn't that a beautiful? That's, I love seeing that. And it made me appreciate the dress more because when I first saw it, it was like, this looks like a plucked bird. Yeah. Like, this is look like, like you're about to kill it. Yeah. 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 It, it was, yeah, I know what you mean. It was, it was a little bit reminiscent of Calorie's money dress. Okay. Yeah. Right. Where it's yeah. like, um, feathers. Right. Yeah, needs, not anti feathers. Yeah, needs more feathers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's what you would write on her paper. Right, right. right, right. Yeah. Like B plus needs more feathers. Needs more feathers. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, she looked she looked cute. You know, yeah. and I thought that story was nice enough, and her performance was good enough in the challenge. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Um, any other ones to note? I mean, the two that I think we should just talk about the most is Monique and um, Cameron. Um, Monique, to me, I mean, again. She just keeps showing up yeah. for these runways. Yeah. This was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, I mean, head to toe. I had yeah. no complaints. I just thought she looked incredible. Beak to feet. Yeah. Beak to feet. Oh, absolutely. Beak to talent. Yeah. 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 I was. Uh, um, Talk about a wingspan. Yeah, really. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, really. She flew away with this challenge. I'll tell you what. She soared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was the nest. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. That was the nest. That was the nest. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Marys. Um, yeah. And then Cameron Michaels. I mean, this was Maleficent realness. Yeah. Uh, she was a creature. Yeah. It was a total transformation. I, I, I mean, it looked like there was a lot on her and I didn't mind it. No, I thought it was an idea. Like it was a lot being good. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought that, I thought that Cameron looked great. I yeah. think that this was smart to come out with this like full on runway. Cause we needed to see proof that like she can give more. Cause yeah. she's been a little restrained. Right. The first few episodes. You know, who I'm waiting to give a little bit more. Um, save maybe last week's look is Monet. Yes. I'm feeling the same way that I'm, I'm, I'm cheering for her. I'm in love with her. Yeah. And me him. too. But I love those glasses. Um, but I've just, I haven't been like, wow. No, something different. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to see. I mean, I was wowed when Asia came out on the runway because I was like, not expecting this. Oh. Not expecting this. Uh, and on a rewatch, it only gets better. Oh, I know. The way she works those bangs oh, is, is. She's a professional. Is professional. Yeah. It's like. You're so smart. It could have come off as so stupid, yep. and, but yep. it was 
so excellent. It was so expertly handled. Yes. I'm ju- I was just so impressed with her. Yeah. And just so... I'm so into her in a way that I wasn't expecting. Okay. I'm just like, wow, you are so good at this. Mm. And I just... I'm... I want to see more and more. I want to see... I can't wait to see her in Snatch Game. I yep. want to see more of her personality. Yep. I haven't gotten... An, I want just more of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have a sense of it, but I'm like, Ross Matthews, I want more. Okay. Um, but this was so fucking cool. <laughs> um, I also... Um, you know, I've said this before about Miss Cracker. This look was great. It was a really cool look, and the story was very meaningful. I, I, it, it's just that sense of like, I, I'd love to see her, see her have more fun on the runway. Okay, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. She has fun in the challenges, but I think it's um, like the Kathy and Jimmy line, right? Like, yeah, it's a, it's bowl of fun soup. Yeah. I just think that like, there's been a lot of serious runways and a lot of serious explanations. Sure, and it's it's just, it's just feeling. I'm, it's just change it up Change right. up your hair change Max up. Change up your dots Dusty Change up your stories Change you know? it up Yeah um, I'm wondering if you want to just skip to the lip sync now um, I don't Unless you have some other notes about uh, the deliberation Um, I Let's see Um, I don't think I do No I see Oh the critiques No I mean I said that Dusty should have been in the top over Eureka Oh well, yeah, uh, we've, yeah we've said this yeah Asia Eureka and Blair mm-hmm. um, but Dusty should have been over Eureka yeah I guess I guess I'm stalling to get to the lip sync for yeah, obvious reasons for obvious reasons because I have never felt so assaulted I have never felt so betrayed <laughs> I have never you're so extra married <laughs> I I just didn't think she would do this to me <laughs> and she didn't she did it th- like three or four times <laughs> She strummed. She strummed aggressively. <laughs> it was like she was like in a Renaissance fair. She reminded me of um, kind of like a. Was she a, playing a lute? <laughs> she reminded me of a cartoon character. The way she bended back. Yeah. I mean, you're more offended by air guitar than I and am. And it's all like obviously it's kind of a joke. Like, I know. I mean, it is like kind I don't like stay up at night. Yeah. Like I don't like air guitar. I do think it's a little cringy. <laughs> yeah, right. um, it's very emperor with no clothes on I, to me. I, I didn't mind it once, but I was surprised that she did it twice mm-hmm. and or and then three times. And I'm just like, oh, oh, she's running out of things to do. Yeah, yeah. And she, we've seen that before with queens. They mm-hmm. run out of moves, especially yep. when the other queen is like shaking you. Yeah, and the other queen isn't doing moves. She's she's just living, channeling. Yeah, because. I think that was a big thing I noticed was that you how you could see her in her head thinking about what to do next, what to do next. There were there'd be like micro moments of her right. trying to like, OK, now I'll do this. Right. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to do a split here. Yeah. And it was kind of like, OK, that didn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it was wasn't impactful. Planned. Except for yeah. Nico. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, whereas uh, Mayhem, it was like she just like I don't want to say she disappeared into the into the lip sync. I mean that she like she just became it became it yeah. like it just it, it's like it took over her. if she didn't have those eyes mary do you think it would have had the same effect i think the eyes certainly helped i still think she would have sold it yeah i, I think there was still a lot of emotion and a lot Yo, of anger yeah. sure and just like her body language was so interesting because she wasn't doing moves right she wasn't quite dancing she was just feeling the song oh my god and that's like ripping the feathers off at the yeah. last minute i was like okay, okay it was it was reminiscent of eureka last week where it was like oh you're just feeling the shit out yeah, of this you're right. not really thinking about how like what you're gonna what gags you're gonna bring we talk about that with like lip sync so yep. needing a gag yeah I don't think ripping the feathers off was a gag. To me, it was just like smart. It was just smart drag sure. of just like getting the the feeling of the song across and like what more can you do? Right. Um, 
And I think you had didn't know how to find anything that matched the pitch of the song. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she was clearly stomped over. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's like, you know, I mean, I I hope Mayhem sticks to her word. And, you know, she's like, I'm not going. It's like, okay, well, you're going to have to stay the whole time. Yeah. Because boys, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. She's pulling it, and she, I hope she pulls an Effie White. You know yeah, what I mean? really. Yeah. I yeah. mean, because, you know, we're going to love her. Right. Um, yeah. No, I. I uh, I, it's gonna be her. <laughs> it's gonna be her. Um, Dreamgirls. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I've limited references. You, oh man, I'm taking away all of your cards, Mary. Yeah, take them, take them. So good. Um, um, so Yuha, you know, she's uh, she goes home. We can talk about her and nuance. Um, yeah, and her kind of goodbye. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, she was. Oh, her little exit line. Oh, well, we could talk about that. Yeah, uh, you are gonna remember me. It was like, oh. I mean, it's hard to follow Miss Vanjie. It's yeah, real hard no, to, I yeah. mean, I think Calorie had the same problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, did, I did like that when, I did like that Yuha said, may the best winner win. That's Winner, yeah. That's the truth, Yeah, is they're all winners. They're all winners. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a really sweet sentiment. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, I think that's all we got for this episode, Mary. It, yeah. And we it, can continue uh, another rich discussion on nuance about Untucked. Yes. Um, and uh, the Vixen mm-hmm. uh, and Aquaria. And the Optic. Sure. Yes. Yes. The the what you've all been waiting for. Uh, We're gonna dive in nuance. Yeah. There we go, Mary. Um, So, if you have any thoughts on this episode, Marys, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at allrightmary, or you can find us via email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail dot com, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. That's right. And of course, if you want more All Right Mary than you're already getting, you can of course become a Matreon. I want more. You want more? <laughs> then become a Matreon, <laughs> uh, which means you become one of our subscribed uh, Marys who is financially supporting us each month and getting access to a bonus episode every week. Yes. Uh, what la- are we doing this week, Mary? Well, last week we just did the first Wives Club. Mm-hmm. And this Don't week- Tell me what to say. Yeah, uh, don't tell me what to do. Uh, that's <laughs> Diane Keaton talking to the director before she screams through another monologue. Twenty-eight times she screams for that movie. I took count. Um, so if you want to hear all about that, you should totally become a Matreon because next week or the next episode is going to be a review of the John Roberts mom videos mm-hmm. on YouTube, which Bob Bob's Burgers fans will know is the inspiration for Linda. Yeah. Um. Th- this is like my favorite drag. It's my Day. It's Mother's Day. There's so much nuance. Oh, it's all about nuance. Down to the Christmas tree decorations. Everything. You know? It is. It is. It is central New Jersey in in details. N- Northern Jersey as it's, well. Yeah. It's yeah. this is. I know exactly. I mean, I know some of these filming locations. <laughs> Mother's Day was filmed at Menlo Park Mall. Oh wow. I have, oh I'm, Menlo Park. I have been through that entrance by the Macy's. <laughs> That's where the Cineplex Odeon. Oh my on god, is. the Cineplex Odeon. Dad's oh up there god. waiting. Yeah, oh listen to the radio. Yeah, maybe he's listening to like. Serious radio. We're, we're getting socks and we're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't get me anything. I don't want anything. It's Mother's Day. It's Mother's um, Day. So if you are, uh, if you're keen to get on board with that, you can just head over to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary, and you can sign up there. Um, and of course, you know the you know the drill. Uh, head over to iTunes, leave a potentially positive rating and review to let other Marys uh, to be out there know that this is a podcast worth their time, talent, and energy. Hell yeah, Mary. So mm-hmm. what is the last chance lip sync of the week? Oh my God. So this, is, this showed up in my Spotify. If I discover, which is where I find everything, is appropriately named. Um, but this is a cover of the St. Vincent song, Actor Out of Work, by Escort. And mm. I have been getting my MFing life to this <laughs> all week. 
I just I I don't care who does it if it's me in a in a towel dress in the bathroom for Marco. This song would be a killer lip sync. All right, Mary. Well, I uh, I hope that y'all enjoy, and we'll see you on Nuance for some more discussion. Bye. Bye.